right, guys. Welcome to the next episode of the Straight Up Egan podcast. Coming to you again from Egan Arms Public House. I'm sitting here today with Melissa Arbuckle to talk about her life coaching practice. So I know we've been kind of going back and forth trying to get this scheduled, but I'm finally got, glad we got nailed down. Um, happy you're here. Um, so origin story. Yeah. You have some deep ties to Egan, which I'm excited to hear about because me not being from Egan, I like to hear kind of the history of Egan and how people grew up and stuff. So I love it. Have yeah. at it. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So my Egan story starts at the age of 12. Uh, my mom remarried my stepdad and we moved to Egan. And so I started out going to Rosemount Middle School. Okay. And I went through Rosemount Middle School, Rosemount High School, and then in my senior year, I was the first graduating class at Egan High School in oh, 1991. Wow. Oh, okay. I was grew it up same location, all that stuff? Yes, it, it was now? a brand okay. new school. They built it that year. Yes, how was that? Uh, they actually built it the year prior. So the year prior, they started freshmen, mm. and then the next year, they added the rest of the grades, and I was the first senior class to graduate yeah how was that like um being the first senior class was it exciting Were you guys all pumped up you're like yeah we're the first one it was a little bit mixed okay. to be honest okay. there was we had the opportunity to go so you could choose to go to egan or you could choose to stay at rosemount mm. and if you chose to stay at rosemount you had to have your own transportation okay i had no transportation so i went to egan yep. took the school bus and so I think it was about 120 of us that graduated. Okay. However, since then, all of our high school reunions, we've just combined Rosemount Egan, oh, class sure. of 91. Yeah, because we probably grew up with those Rosemount kids, and then once you split, they were still going to Rosemount. Okay. Yes, yes. Makes sense. 120, that's, that's small for Egan. It was pretty you know? small, Well, yeah. considering now, right? Yeah, it was small then, too. It was just the, the ones yeah. that came over came over. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I grew up walking down to the old Cedarvale Mall, where okay. the outlet mall is now. Yeah. It was just a little mall. They had a, a John Allen stationery store there that okay. I would go and buy, like fancy pens and pencils yeah. and little notebooks and things and Snyder Drug. My mom had a job working at the Bally's U.S. Swim and Fitness oh, that was Bally's, in the basement. Yeah. So that was, yeah, I lived in Egan. Uh, from the age of 12 to 18, and then I left for a bit and spent some time in South Minneapolis, spent some time in Cottage Grove, and then about 22 years ago, I think, uh, my husband and I moved back to Egan with our okay. three kids. So you didn't venture too far. Didn't venture no. too far, no. And actually, probably about a less than a mile from where I grew no. up with my mom. <laughs> and but we actually live in the Burnsville School District, School District oh, okay. 191. Yep. So my three kids then went through uh, Ron Elementary, Metcalf Junior High, mm. and graduated from Burnsville High Burnsville. School. Okay. And so we've been here that whole time. Yeah, so it's been interesting probably seeing Egan kind of expand the way it has. I mean, I've only been here since 2016, and it's grown from for me, but, but being here since you were 12 is yeah. definitely Yeah, lots of new stuff, lots of... Yeah new housing, lots of new businesses, uh, places. I was just walking with my husband this morning and I find it amazing how there's just a little patch of land and 
suddenly the next thing you know, they're building a huge yeah. apartment complex there. And you're thinking, how did they fit all of that <laughs> on that little piece of right. land? Yep. Yeah. No, that's cool. So you can pretty much most of your life venture kind of South Minneapolis and so on and so forth. Um, education. Yeah, so like I said, graduated from Egan High School, mm -hmm. and I had full plans to go on to college right out of high school. I was kind of on that college track, and I actually ended up uh, having a baby at the age of 18. Okay. And at that point in my life, there was really no one in my life that kind of gave me the message, hey, you can both have a baby and go to college. I don't think anyone was holding that information back sure. from me. They just... <laughs> It just didn't occur to me as yep. an option. And I knew I wanted to keep this baby, and so I ended up getting married and starting my family really mm -hmm. young. I had all three of my kids by the time I was 25 years old. Okay. And then I always kind of knew I'm gonna go back to school one day. And yep. so in my mid-30s, I started going to Inverhills Community College. Mm. I was going uh, part-time in the evenings i was also running an in-home daycare at that time okay. so i was raising my kids running an in-home daycare going to school part-time at night i spent a couple years i think three years at inver hills getting my associate's degree from there i went on to uh, get my bachelor's degree from hamlin university okay closed my daycare business at that time to finish yep. my degree yep. and graduated from Hamlin University in 2009 and spent about six months doing some freelancing. I, I, I got a theater Where'd degree. You, oh, theater, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny. I had planned I was gonna get a theater and Spanish mm -hmm. degree. That was my plan when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And when, I, when it was time to go back to school, I was looking through that school catalog trying desperately to find a more practical major than a theater degree. And I poured over the books and poured over the classes and it just kept coming back. These are the classes I wanna take. Mm -hmm. And so I took a theater degree with a Spanish minor. And so I spent about six or eight months freelancing, doing some theater directing at some local community theaters, yep. some educational theater Getting places. And after about six months, I thought, you know what? I am working really hard for not a whole lot of money. <laughs> and I called a employment agency mm -hmm. and I s asked them, I said, here's what I want. I want a job that can pay me well. I feel like I have a lot to bring. And they got me a job in the mortgage industry. Okay. And I actually fell in love with it. So that was in 2009. I started this corporate job, which I'm actually still at today, and it's great. And about two years ago, I went back to school to get my MBA. So I'm actually in the process yes. right now. So in it right now. Where in is that at? Right now. I'm getting it through an online program that is through Louisiana State University oh, at Shreveport. Okay. okay. So it's a it's a real university, but all of the uh, classes and everything is online, and I'm I'm just almost about eighty percent of the way done with nice. it. Nice. Has it been hard? So kind of off topic, but has it been hard to kind of like stay on on track? Because I remember taking an online class in college, and it was like it was hard to to keep up with the curriculum, keep up with the schedule, just because it was online. 
is it is it difficult for you or not so bad? Do you feel well? Like you I will say it's maybe a little easier now because because of COVID, we are also used to going to meetings online. Sure. We're very used to doing things online it's more anyway. Now doing stuff on the yes, online. I I will say though, I actually rather enjoy it. I have a very full life, and so the ability to really work work that activity around my life has been. So more for convenience and stuff then too. Yes, yes. And I think also this particular program is very accelerated. So each class is only seven weeks long. Oh, okay. Which means there's not really a lot of time to get off track because Mm -hmm. it's only seven weeks and then you're on to the next course. So Okay. Cool. So you got a few few months left? I have I have no, I have two classes, two left. classes left. So okay. I'll start in, I have a class that starts in May and a class that starts in September, and then I will be done mid-October. Okay. So currently the mortgage industry. Yes. Currently in your MBA program. Yes. And you started life coaching practice. Yes. And <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah, yeah it is talk a lot. Talk about being busy, right? And let me tell you. So <laughs> I, I have been thinking about some sort of, life coach adjacent type business for Mm -hmm. a few years and it wasn't exactly sure what shape that was going to take I I knew I liked giving presentations I knew I liked helping people I knew I liked doing workshops I had kind of a negative connotation about life coaches and so I was like definitely not an experience I think kind of a no I think just from a stereotype and from a lot of the the online life coaches who are charging ridiculous amounts of money, you know, $25,000 for one year of coaching and, and really what felt like very heavy sales pitches. Mm -hmm. So I had this idea that I didn't know exactly what business, but definitely not life coaching was what I thought. And, uh, so I had been just sort of as a hobby or a passion project. I had been, administering a Facebook group called Mm. Peace, Purpose, Productivity that was really just a place for me to invite my friends to hang out and talk about like, how do we be productive without running frantic all of the time? How do we get all of these things done that we want in life Mm -hmm. while also staying aligned to our values, feeling like we're not stressed out? And so I've been running that Facebook group for about five or six years. Uh, in the last couple of years, I started running some workshops just for fun. Sure. Inviting friends, friends of friends, doing these workshops, and just really enjoying them and getting good feedback. Mm-hmm. So about maybe a year and a half ago, I had a friend who was looking to start a personal training business. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, would you let me coach you for free for, I don't know, six weeks or 12 weeks. It was the summer. So just for the summer and see if I like coaching and see if you find it helpful and just kind of see what happens. And so she came over once a week or once every other week for a few months. And we we talked about her business and we talked about different ways for her to put herself out there, things that she wanted to aligned to as far as values, as far as her ideal client, and got really good feedback. Uh, She did start getting some clients. For her particularly, she actually 
had some family things and a move and stuff with her mm, kids. Okay. And so she ended up, she's still working in the fitness industry, but she yeah. was able to find something, not her own business, where she works for sure. a specific for gym. A okay. Yes. And then uh, the next thing that happened is in January, I was taking this course in my MBA mm -hmm. called Entrepreneurship, Creativity, and Innovation. Mm. And we were reading a book in that class called The Lean Startup by Eric okay. Reese. Okay. And The Lean Startup, I, I'm not going to pretend to be able to give you like the full summary because it was a seven-week class and it was really fast work. But yeah. the idea that I took from this book was, all right, so you want to start a business. Please do not spend years building a business plan, years pouring money into your business, before you actually know if people are interested mm. in what you are proposing to sell. Yep. Their idea is you get a minimum viable product out to the market, you don't wait for it to be perfect, you put it out there, you get feedback and response from your customers and then you make changes yep. until you're actually settled in. This book and this class in general just completely inspired me, my brain. I would tell my husband, my brain is like exploding <laughs> with ideas. And I was just super excited. And a friend of mine was coming to stay with me for the weekend and she runs a business in Duluth. Uh, she runs a, a doula business, a birth doula oh, okay. business. Yep. And she was coming to stay with me for the weekend. She said, I just need to like get away from the kids, really focus on, what's going on in my business, what's going on in my life, I have some mm -hmm. things I want to accomplish. And I asked her, I said, would you be willing to have a business coaching session with me while you're here, free of charge, I just want to see how it goes. Yeah. We did about a 90 minute session. We talked about a particular part of her business that was having, she was having some trouble with how she connected her clients to the doulas that she had working for her. Mm -hmm. And so we talked through, okay, what, what is the issue? We looked at how that was happening and we solutioned for how is she going to be able to fix that so that her business can continue yeah. growing. And really for her, ultimately, it she was a bottleneck, right? Everything was flowing through mm -hmm. her. And so we had to look at how are we going to expand that out. We had this session. I left that night, she stayed at my house, I came back the next morning and she said, oh my gosh, that was so helpful, I feel super inspired, ready to go, I called my CRM today, I did, you know, she just had done all of this work. And I said to her, I said, well, when I start my coaching business, you are going to give me my first review. Which is huge. And she says, well, I will do more than that, I will pay you in the future for this kind of coaching. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, you need to start a Facebook business page. And so having just read this book, The Lean Startup, and having had these experiences over the last couple of years of informally coaching people, yeah. I created a Facebook business page. And I only shared it the first day with my family. I have a very, very supportive extended family. I have uh, seven children in my family, okay. and we all have kids, and so we just have a very big extended family, yep. like 30 people. And so I sent my family a group text on this Facebook group, and I said, hey guys, I 
I have this exciting thing that I'm starting. I'm starting this business. Here's my Facebook business page. Can you all go and just give me a few likes to prime it so mm -hmm. when I put it out there, I don't it's look like, like zero. crickets, yeah. right? <laughs> so they were all very supportive. My adult children were like, oh, mom, this is great. We're so excited for you. My brothers and sisters, I mean, everybody was just very supportive. So about three days after that, I launched on Facebook just to my, you know, 1.3 thousand friends that I have on Facebook. Yep. And I was very honest and transparent and mm -hmm. said, I'm really nervous to do this. I'm like afraid of being seen in this way, yeah. but I'm going to start this business and this is what it's going to look like and this is the experience that I'm bringing these are some of the things that I think I can help people with reach out to me mm -hmm. if you're interested and I fully expected that it would be crickets I thought oh nobody's gonna be interested <laughs> I'm gonna be having to bug people and pull teeth and I've been in businesses before and I've done MLM marketing and yep. those types yep. of things where For you sure. feel like you're just always trying to find the next person and, and you know and so I had a lot of fear around what was it going to look like to start a business mm -hmm. and I'll tell you the response I got just really surprised me and I got a couple of clients right away and that has continued Conti clients have continued to reach out to me i've continued to sign clients now yep. i'm looking at ways of networking and you and i have been mm -hmm. talking about different networking groups sure. and getting yep. connected in with that so it has been really surprising and i feel like okay this is the the universe is kind of telling me that okay you're on the right track here yep. doors are opening things are happening and so my business has just been live since the end of January, just a couple of months in and just nice. kind of feeling things well, out. Huh? Yeah, it's going really well. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, so life coaching specifically, can you, can you expand kind of on maybe more so what it is, what, how you go about what's your process, that kind of stuff? Yeah, so life <clears throat> coaching is the way I approach life coaching yeah. and, and life coaching is a huge industry and there's a lot of different avenues and methods and energy levels mm -hmm. that people have with life coaching. For me, the way I approach life coaching is this. I know that there are people like me who have personal goals, professional goals or business goals. Mm -hmm. And most of us know okay, I have these goals, these are the things I should be doing, or these are the things I have to do, or these are the things I have to figure out, but I'm struggling with how do I start that, or I make the list and I don't do the list, or I don't know where to find the people that I think I need to find. And so we, we all kind of have these things that we are working towards, but we're just, I guess, finding the like finding the path and then staying on the path, mm -hmm. right? And so life coaching is really an opportunity for you to have someone in your corner when you have a personal, professional, or business goal 
that you want to work on and you need someone in your corner to bounce the ideas off of, to mirror back to you, okay, what are your values? Are you aligned with your values? Okay, mm -hmm. what are the actions you're going to take? And then to have that accountability, yeah. right? So I like to say that my coaching covers sort of four concepts and I hope that I'm going to be able to remember them because I feel like I'm going to mess it up right now. But the first is the mindset. Yep. Are we in the right mindset? I talked about when I started my business, I was, I was so worried that people were going to think something of me or they were going to judge me or they were going to think, who, do, who is she to have that kind of goal? Why? Sure. And so getting into the mindset of, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put myself out there. I am qualified. I do have value. I do have things to bring to people. Mm -hmm. So the mindset. Then next is the tactics. Like, how actually am I going to do this thing? What does this look like? What are the things I need? Let's say my goal is... I'm going to try to run a marathon. Okay, well, what does that mean? Well, that's going to mean that I need to set out some kind of training schedule. Mm -hmm. So once we have the mindset and the tactics, then we get into the accountability. The accountability, okay, did you do the thing? And if not, then what you can do with a life coach is explore, why didn't I do the thing? Yep. What's going on? Is it because there's something going on with my mindset? Is it because... I've said I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. every day, but I don't go to bed until midnight. Is it, is it something with the tactics or the logistics that needs to change? And then the fourth part is the perseverance. And I think any of us who have ever worked on any kind of goal know we get really excited at the beginning. We're, we're gung-ho. We're, we're working on it. And, and I don't know about you, but for me, that usually lasts like one day or two days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I kind of go, that wasn't as fun as I anticipated. Yep. Yep. And life coaching is this opportunity to have someone in your court so that as you go through those cycles of ups and downs as you're working towards your goal, you aren't, those down cycles then are a little bit shorter, yeah. right? Because you have someone there to say, okay, it's only been a week since we talked. Yep. Yes, you didn't do the thing in the week let's set ourselves up for success again in the next and week. And I feel in, the, in those troughs and those low points, it's like either that person perseveres and continues forward or they quit, you know, and probably more so the latter, at least in my experience, if you don't have that accountability, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, having, having someone there to talk you through it, work you through it, discuss, like, obstacles, discuss, like, plans B and C can make them more successful. Yeah, and I also want to just speak on this idea of quitting. I think we have a really negative connotation sometimes about quitting. And we think, oh, I tried that and I quit. And so that means it's over for me. I quit, I'm not doing it's that It's black thing. and white thinking. Yes, yeah. and, and I'll say, you know, we've been talking about all of this schooling and getting my MBA. I actually started an MBA, I don't know, 2012 or 13. Mm -hmm. And I took that first class and it was, it was like, whoa, this is not fitting into my life yeah. at all. I had three kids at home. My job was really like much more demanding at that time. And after that first class, I decided right now isn't the right time. Mm -hmm. 
And I like to tell people that just because you have a goal or a dream that you aren't working on right now mm -hmm. does not mean that that is gone from your life forever or that you can never have that. And so I really, I'm a person who I have a million things I would like to do in my life. I have a million ideas, hobbies, goals, dreams, <laughs> so many. My family sometimes says I've lived the life of eight people already <laughs> and I want to live like eight more. And and I think this this idea that we can't have it all at the same time, but mm -hmm. we can kind of have it all if we are just patient and willing to sure. take take things as they come. Yep, the ups and downs. Like, yes. You know, think of it more like not yeah. If you quit, why? Like why? Like elaborate and like and learn from your experience. So when you come back again, you can adjust for those different variables. Right. But. Um, with your sessions, with the new client, let's say they come in, do you do like an assessment? Do you have the person kind of like just open up and tell you what they want to work on? How do you guide your, your sessions? Yeah, so typically what I do is when someone reaches out and expresses interest, mm -hmm. I will set up a time to call them and we'll have, you know, half hour, one hour call where we just talk about, okay, what is it that you're working on right now that makes you think life coaching might be the right thing for you. Yep. And so mostly what I've been getting at this point from my clients is this, I'm getting a lot of people who are like, I just have so many things that I want to do or could be doing or that I used to be doing and I don't know what I should be spending my time on or I don't know how to decide what's next and then when I do decide how to make that happen so we spend that first call this is this is just a free intake call yep. this is just an just opportunity to get, get to know each other they right they get to know me I get to know them yep. we get to talk about what what they're wanting to work on I can let them know like yeah I think this is a great fit for life coaching or I might say you know actually it kind of sounds like you might be having something that would be better helped by a therapist or a athletic coach or something like that yeah. right and then but if they are interested and and we decide that life coaching is going to be the right fit for them then we will set them up with a package and a package is like a, a three-month package or a six-month package where we will meet three times a month for 45 minutes and and so I do this three times a month I've been doing weekly every week with mm -hmm. the earliest clients that I started and I'm finding that doing three sessions a month and then having that extra week to kind of breathe and relax and assess and sure. then come back at the beginning of the next month is is going to be I think a give people more of an opportunity to kind of hang out on their own a little bit yeah. and, and try some of the things that we've been talking about so the sessions are 45 minutes okay. I intentionally set them for 45 minutes so that we can put an hour on our calendar, but not feel yep. like we're rushed at yep. the end. And you do these, sorry, phone, Zoom, in person? Kind of yeah, so phone or Zoom preferred? is okay. the main way that I'm doing them now. Okay. I, I do have a client who is on, who purchased a one-year package, and so 
with that client in particular, we're doing a few in person. So I did a session today mm. with that client okay. where we, we took a walk sure. while we did the coaching session. Okay. But in general, yeah, we're, we're doing them via Zoom. I mean, technically via Google Meets, sure. but I o use Google online. Meets, right. I use Google Meets because we can record the sessions and I also keep a Google Doc of notes while oh, we're going sure. through the session. Yep. And then all of that just attaches to your Google Calendar. So you have a recording of the session, you have your notes that we talked about, mm. and you have that nice. that you can go back and listen to, read over. Yeah, okay. Cool. So there's probably, in life coaching, many different areas that people may come and request life coach. What are the most common that you've seen or have dealt with? Yeah, I think for me, the people that have come to me are those people who are at a bit of a crossroads. They're, they're maybe coming out up on a big important birthday, or they maybe have had a recent change in their job, or they're really looking to make a shift, or they feel like they are at a shifting place in their life. And... And, and again, I have had people both with personal, you know, just mm -hmm. personally they are going through some things, but also professionally, people who are looking to, hey, I need to start a business, or like the client I talked about earlier, she's like, I'm at a point in my business where this, this thing is happening that is stopping my business yeah. from being able to grow. Mm -hmm. okay. I will say, I'll, I'll just take a little pause there. I do have this other, so the coaching packages that are three months or six months or a year are one aspect. I do also offer like a one-time sort of business consultation session, sure. which is, you know, you come to me, you say, hey, I, this is my business. This is like this specific issue that I am running into and I need some outside perspective. Mm. And, and those I schedule for about 60 to 90 minutes okay. to just really kind of hyper-focus on one that thing. one area? Right. Okay. So life coaching and business consulting, what would be kind of the key differences? Yeah. So the, the key differences really is the business consulting is more of a one-off session where you're coming to me and saying, hey, Melissa... I run this personal training business and the problem I'm having is people come, they take my three free sessions and then I never hear from them again. Okay. I need to figure out what I'm doing wrong. I need to figure out how to do something different. And so we'll sit down and a lot of what I do is I'll ask you questions, mm -hmm. right? I'll it's ask kind of you questions. questions. And in that particular situation, I would say, well, why are you offering three sessions? Mm -hmm. What beliefs do you have about those three sessions? Why would somebody sign up after three sessions? Why wouldn't they? So we'd have a lot of conversation about what's going on. And, and that helps me better understand, okay, what's what's the real problem here and then together we would brainstorm potential solutions okay and then set you on a path to okay let's take you down this solution mm -hmm. so that's more of the business consulting piece 
The personal life coaching would be, this could also be a business person, right? This sure. could be a business yep. person who says, hey, I have a business, I have these goals, but I'm having trouble fitting, fitting the time that I need to work on those goals into my life. And I want to have some accountability for the next 12 weeks mm -hmm. as I work on this thing. Uh, so that could be business related as well, but it could also be personal. It could be someone who is, say they are, maybe they're going to sell their house yeah. and they're like, I have all of these things I need to do. I need to like clean out all these things and do these painting projects and look for a new house and find a realtor. And, and they're just feeling overwhelmed by this big task that they have in front of them and a life coach can help them week by week to really break that task down mm -hmm. into tinier pieces so that they can make progress on that goal yeah do you see a lot of like paralysis by analysis yes they have so many things they can do but they don't do any of them just because they're stuck yes so you come in and just help kind of what's priority number one two and three let's start there and kind of work our yes. way down yes and yeah. and i'll say the thing about life coaching and, and the, the approach that I bring is I don't necessarily have this all figured out for myself mm -hmm. either. I run into the same problems as other people. Sure. And a life coach is not about, hey, this person has figured out exactly how to do this and they're gonna give me they're gonna give me their method and it's gonna yep. work for me. Yep. Really a life coach is about, okay, I have a person who sees me, can mirror things back to me, can hold me accountable. I'll give you an example. I was talking with someone recently and uh, they had identified that texting an accountability partner had worked for them in the past mm. on working particular habits. And they said, I should really get back into texting an accountability partner. And so as their life coach, I said, do you have someone in mind that you can do that with? And they said, oh, I have a couple of people, but uh, uh, yeah, I could like check in with them and see if they would be willing to accept a text. And, and so this person was creating this like big additional project right. that they had to do to ask on somebody top. To find somebody. And yeah. so as a life coach, when you have a life coach, your life coach can look at you and say, hey, and I said to this person, I said, let me ask you this. If one of your friends texted you this morning and said, hey, I've really been working on this goal of not eating sugar and I just did it for two days and I'm super excited, would you respond to your friend, I cannot believe that you texted me about your achievements without asking me first and setting up a contract so that we could be accountability partners? <laughs> and clearly, the, sure. that's the idea, right? Sometimes we get in our own way. We create problems instead of solutions for mm -hmm. ourselves, right? We, yep. we find a solution and then we decide that that solution is a new problem that needs to be managed. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Um, so you just started in January. Yes. Kind of get things ramped up. You've had this kind of going on for a while before and just officially right. in January. Where would you like to see your practice going like the next Eh, three to five years. Oh boy, that's, that's big I question, don't think I put that on the list of pre-approved <laughs> questions, Kyle. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> it's a great question. And I will say, I, I love my corporate job. 
uh, my corporate job is great. As I've started this life coaching business on the side, I've realized, oh, turns out my corporate job is also a lot about coaching people, mm -hmm. coaching them in decision making and supporting their decisions. And, and, and so I really love that job. And so today, my plan is not I'm going to build this massive life coaching business that replaces my day job. Sure. Uh, now, am I totally opposed to the idea that my life coaching business could take off and I would like run out of time to have mm -hmm. two things going on? I'm really a fan of like the universe will reveal what's next. And, and so really my, my biggest goal in the next three to five years, well, let's just stick with one year because I'll okay. tell you. When I launched in January, I said, I'm going to give this a year to see mm -hmm. how much do I like it? How much do my clients like it? How much am I actually helping people? Uh, how is it fitting into the rest of my life? Am I still able to do the other things that are important to me? Yep. So my process right now is for the first year, that's what I'm figuring out. Okay. And then from there, I will have a much better idea of what do I want this business to look like now in the overall scheme of my life. Mm -hmm. and, and that's something that I've also had clients come to me about. They have a job. That's where they make their money. But they also have this other thing they want to do. And I think in our society... We have this idea that if you enjoy something, you need to make money at it and you need to figure out how to get that to replace whatever you're currently doing for mm -hmm. money. And I like to really challenge people on that and get people thinking more creatively around if you have something you love, first of all, do you even have to monetize it? Yeah. Is that really necessary? Is it what you really want to do? Or, or do you really just want to crochet cute baby hats for, for the people you love <laughs> yeah. or give them away? And, and if you do decide you want to monetize that, does that need to be the thing that gives you all of your money? Mm -hmm. I have a client that I'm working with who makes really good money in the tech industry and also like wants to be a yoga teacher and a massage therapist and these other ideas. And they said to me in a session, I could live on like 20% of what I make or something like that in the tech industry. Yeah. And so we're looking at, well, what does it look like to build a life where you keep the tech and you also do some of the other things and mm -hmm. maybe adjust the balance of that a little bit. Yeah. I just finished this book called Side Hustle. Oh. And that's kind of what they were talking about. Like, and you have to decide, like, do you want to continue this to m replace your day-to-day -day job, your nine-to-five? And if you do, great, go for it. If not, keep it as a side hustle. Yeah. And if I was coaching someone, I would ask them, and why? Mm-hmm and tell me why and tell me what values you have. A lot of life coaching is getting people back in touch with their values yeah. 
back in touch with what's important to them. When you really know what's important to you and what your values are, decision-making becomes so much easier. Yeah, for sure. Um, we'll move back to the current state of things. Yes. Any special projects you're working on now? Anything kind of coming up next? Yeah, I had a photographer reach out to me. Okay. She does boudoir photography, mm -hmm. and she's creating a women's empowerment campaign mm. where she is going to photograph 40 women over 40. She's going to create a, a big event for them. Their photo session day is going to be a, a, like a pampering event. They're going to get their hair and makeup done. They're going to get a massage. And she reached out to me. She said, as part of this package, I want to offer these women the opportunity to have life coaching. Okay. And so I've created a mini three session life coaching package that will be part of this overall women's empowerment package okay. for this photographer. Sure. It's very exciting. We've just barely started. We've had one test client that we're kind of like testing all of the systems yeah. on. And uh, it's, it's very exciting. And it's something I never, ever would have thought of. I never would have thought oh, I'm going to network with photographers and offer my life coaching services to their clients. <laughs> it's weird the doors that open. Yes. You know? Yeah. So that's the... You're just going to go out on your own and open your network up. Yeah. So that's the project I'm working on right okay. now. And it's, it's very new and still feeling our way, but very interesting. Yeah. I, I'm also... Happening with it, too. Yeah. I'm also a woman over 40, so that... You know, that's very, that's something that's very close to my yeah, heart as well. For sure. Um, books. Yeah. So I, I try, I sometimes forget to ask you, but I try to ask everyone, but what books have you, are you currently reading? What books would you recommend? And this is more just for my yeah. perspective. Yeah, so I came with two mm. book suggestions for you. Okay. I came with a fiction book and a nonfiction book. The fiction book I want to recommend to you is called The Snow Child mm -hmm. by Eowyn Ivey. Okay. And I, I have not been reading fiction for years and years and years. And I hated that because I say to myself, but I think I'm a reader. Why aren't I mm -hmm. reading? Yeah. And just in the last few months, it kind of like took off and suddenly I'd read like four books. And this book in particular... It's based on a Russian fairy tale called The Snow Child. It's about a couple living in Alaska. They don't have any children. And it is just a beautiful, haunting book about, like, relationships and the love of a mm -hmm. parent. So anybody who's a parent, I just really, okay. I loved that book. It yeah. was beautiful. The Snow Child? The Snow Child. Snow Child. Okay. And the nonfiction book that I would like to recommend is a book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Yep. And I, that's my favorite habits book. I actually do workshops about building habits and breaking habits. And people always ask me, oh, Atomic Habits by James Clear, which I've never read. Mm -hmm. I've never read the book Atomic Habits. He refers habits. back to Charles quite a bit. Oh, does he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. But this book, The Power of Habit, uh, 
I picked up that book a few years ago. I was, I was actually trying to like get away from some other reading that I should have been doing. Mm -hmm. And this book was, it was again, it was the universe just poking fun at me because as I was getting into the book, I was like, this is literally the reading I'm trying to get away from. And this book is like throwing it in my face. But yeah, that's the book I recommend for anybody that is looking to change your relationship with habits in your life. Yeah, I think I read that one before. I think I read that one before I read James Clear's book. Okay. Yeah, because I think Amazon suggested James after I bought that one. Okay. So. Well, and the habits workshop that I do <coughs> is really focused on my four favorite habit books right now, which again, I hope I'm going to be able to remember them. The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, Tiny Habits by B.J. Fogg, okay. Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin, mm -hmm. and then a book called Badass Habits by Jen Sincero. And she's the one that wrote You Are a Badass? Yes. Or You Are a Badass? Yeah, all of her books are badass, badass related. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think I listened to that. I didn't read the book, but I, read, I listened to the, the uh, audible version. Sure. It was, it was good. Yes. But... Yeah, I mean, habits, if you want to get something done, I mean, it breaks it down, you know, yeah. and probably the way you coach, too, is like, here's your goal, what's, what daily steps you have to do to get to that goal. Yeah, and know? I think the great thing about the habits research is there is actually research about habits and how they work, mm -hmm. not just, hey, do the habit. Sure. Right. Like yep. do the thing. If, w if I knew how to do the thing, I wouldn't need a book and I wouldn't need a coach and I wouldn't need anything because I would just do the thing. Mm -hmm. This is really about breaking down what is a habit and something I do in my habits workshops that I, I start out by saying, well, I want you to t I want to tell you that I am really good at the following habits. I always throw my dirty clothes in the same spot every day. That spot is my bedroom floor, mm -hmm. but without fail, I have a habit of putting them in the same place. And then I have another similar habit. And we start that workshop out by having people tell me, what habits do you do every day without fail? And, yeah. and they say things like, I pick up my phone first thing in the morning every day and check my Facebook. Or I, I don't know, I never floss my teeth. That is a great habit. And so we do that to have fun, but also to understand that habits are part of what we do every day. They take up like 40 or 50% of our yeah. day. So it's kind of fun. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool. Um, where can people find you? Yes. So where you can find me right now is on Facebook. So if you are on Facebook, you're going to look me up. My personal profile is Melissa J. Arbuckle. I love that last name, by the way. <laughs> I got it in the wedding. Um, nice. And Bonus. then I also have a business Facebook page called Melissa J. Arbuckle Life Coaching. So if you find one, you'll find the other. In both of those, you'll also find a link to my Facebook group, which is Peace, Purpose, Productivity. If you don't have Facebook for some reason and you want to reach out to me, I can give you my email address, which is... I can post it in the link. Perfect. Yep. Yeah, it's very simple. It's just Melissa J. Arbuckle at gmail.com. Okay. Yeah, I'll do the, I'll post the face, your business Facebook and then your email. Excellent. The so if you need to find, need to find Melissa, you know where to go. 
So, well, thanks again for yes. coming out. Appreciate it. I'm glad we got this on the books. Thank you and for having me. Yeah, for sure. And thank you for doing this. This is so great to have yeah, this podcast you. for Egan business people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you think of like, like Hy-Vee, Cub, you know, what are other big Egan businesses? Like most of these people I've met so far, I didn't know they existed. And how? Yes. You know, how would you if you weren't looking for something? But you know, it's a place for people, consumers to come and see, like, you know, if they want to do life coaching, well, they just, you just talked 30, 40 minutes about right. your practice and your love for it. And they can like, oh, I can, I can relate with her or whatever, yes. you know, versus like just going on your Facebook page or a Google search, right. you know? So I think it's beneficial that way. Well, and so. I think Egan has a lot of small businesses Yeah. and it's, it's just very, it's fun to buy local and it's fun to know the people who are running the businesses. Yeah. I think a lot of people like to live in the city because they think, oh, that's where all the small businesses are. And so it's great to really yeah. say, no, we, we have small business here. Yeah. And the, the kind of what got me doing this was because I think I may have told this story already on the podcast, but I'm from a town of like 1500 people. So my graduating class, which is three towns put together, was 86 kids. Okay. So super small, but we knew everyone who owned the businesses in town, right? You, yeah. You went to their, you know, their kids went to your school. They were friends. Our parents are friends, all that stuff. So we, we knew them. Here, when I moved here, like Egan has a very small town feel, mm -hmm. I think, but you don't know all the businesses, right? So I figured this would be a good chance for, to kind of get people to know who they're doing business with as much as possible, you know? Yeah. So. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah, thanks again. Have a great day. Thanks.